Hey everyone, Nick here. Just before another bonus episode of Tabletop begins, today we are going to be talking about the Forgotten Realms, but first we have something really special. Tabletop is now selling advertising space to you, our community. If you're interested in buying a spot with us, feel free to email us at tabletoppodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at Tabletop. If you don't need ad space but still love to help the show out, then please do what you are asked to on pretty much every podcast ever. Like and subscribe. Share it with friends. You can always hit up our social media accounts or send us some questions that we can answer on the show to our email. Again, that is tabletoppodcast at gmail.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all enjoy the show after these words from our sponsor. Are you sick of wearing the same clothes as everyone else? I know I am. I love the idea of having a specific piece of clothing in my wardrobe that is unique to me, something that I help make. Well, good news. We've found somebody who can help you do exactly that. Daily Dose of Yarn is a woman-owned small business that creates unique and custom handmade beanies. I immediately thought of ordering one with the name of my long-running D&D character on it or, or maybe like an inside joke from our table. And she was super great and said that she would do any sort of custom orders along with everything that she had in her shop. If you want to rep your hobby or get one of these beautifully made hats, just go to Daily Dose of Yarn on Instagram and Etsy. That's Daily Dose of Yarn, all one word with capital D's and a capital Y. A simple Google search will pull them up. I can't recommend her products enough, and don't take my word for it. Just head to the Etsy shop, and you can read all of the reviews recommending these awesome hats. So go to Daily Dose of Yarn today and order yours, and tell them the tabletop sent you. Hey everyone, welcome back to a bonus episode of Tabletop uh, in a series we like to call Setting the Table. Uh, today we're going to take another look at another D&D setting, this time kind of the vanilla flavor of D&D Forgotten Realms. Uh, Shade is going to sort of speak to it, um, but just let to let everyone know it's not our favorite of the different settings and so we might not be as enthusiastic about Dragonlance because you know that was a that's hard that's a hard energy level to beat (laughs) yeah um so I'm speaking for this because I am the most vanilla person you'll ever find uh (laughs) I'm pretty vanilla I'm wearing khaki no I'm wearing jeans right now but you know uh anyway um yeah so Forgotten Realms you know it's it's hard to say anything you know you said it's not our favorites because there are a lot of really cool settings out there but it's vanilla for a reason uh it is you know it has been around since AD&D Advanced Dungeons and Dragons it was created by Ed Greenwood uh it was actually something he started working on as a child and is still working on today uh and so we're talking you know it actually became published material in the 80s and it has has endured and um it is sort of the core setting uh, for 5th edition right now. And I say sort of because 
really beginning in fourth edition with points of light they D&D kind of began to shift away from default campaign settings they they always have something that is kind of what they're really looking towards and giving you maybe a little bit more information about uh but in theory the default setting is your world it's the place you make and in 5e the default setting is arguably you know the the material plane in which all worlds exist the multiverse in which all worlds exist so do you say Madonna is like the real chief deity of everything because she's just a material plane? She's in a material world. That's right. That's right. I I, <laughs> I you threw me by saying material plane. I was my mind instantly auto filled material girl, and I was like playing the song in my head. And then when you said plane, I was like, no, that's wrong, Daniel. What what? Um, I come at you from every direction. I, you never yeah. know where I'm hitting from. Once again, I'm Shade, the most vanilla person imaginable. So this joke flew over my head. Anyway, um, yeah, so Forgotten Realms is really an interesting setting uh, in that it is a high fantasy setting. It can kind of hit all of the notes you expect from high fantasy. Uh, it has... Uh, major uh, wizard organizations. It has vast libraries. It has uh, small little villages and towns and strange foreign lands and beasts out in, in the you know in the shadows. And then it has big splendid cities like Waterdeep. Um, it has a pantheon of kind of stupid gods well, <laughs> and by stupid i don't mean like the concepts are stupid i mean like they make very stupid decisions quite often <laughs> they, they, there's there's yeah so the deities in in forgotten realms do have kind of a history of things just going wrong um which you know that's actually for me that is something that actually speaks to me quite a lot in this setting i will say because i've always been uh again vanilla man that I am I've been a big fan of the classics and uh, I like flawed gods I think they're really interesting uh, perfect gods are kind of boring but a god who's out there fucking around that's interesting remember when the gods fucked up so bad in the forgotten realms that a higher level god made them all mortal to punish them yeah <laughs> uh, remember when magic died in the forgotten realms <laughs> Uh, which is the that's you know that but that's the kind of cool thing about Forgotten Realms is that it covers all of it. Yeah. It you know if you can imagine it, it has happened in the Forgotten Realms at some point. Yeah. Um. And and high magic. You know, I, I said when the magic died, that's the actually the thing I always think of. I think of Mistra and the Weave. When I think Forgotten Realms, I am thinking about the Weave constantly, uh, because it is she. It, as a central goddess uh, deity in the, in the Forgotten Realms, and the Weave plays a role in every life. Can you um, explain a little bit about the Weave? Because I, even having played in Forgotten Realms settings, don't fucking know what that is. Well, here's a fun thing. Here's a fun thing. Actually, so when, when I said that Forgotten Realms is kind of your default setting for 5e, if you crack open your 5th edition player handbook right now, they will kind of lay out in the appendices. They'll lay out all sorts of stuff about you know these are deities in this world and this is uh, this cosmology and yada yada yada. But throughout, they kind of 
have basic Forgotten Realm stuff. And when 5e talks about magic, it talks explicitly about the weave. The weave is this tapestry of magical energies uh, that Mistra creates or maybe is a part of mystery is the weave uh and it's how everyone connects to the magic so in fifth edition you connect to the weave perhaps uh through your deity if you are a paladin or a cleric uh so you know your wisdom modifiers there they're giving you that connection it's a divine actually i cycle that back it's a divine magic they're actually not well they're still connecting to the weave but it's it's different um and with a sorcerer, uh, a warlock, and a wizard, you know they're they're connecting in, in other fashions as well. They're all tapping into it. Yeah, and it also gives you, and we've talked about this a little bit in our uh, multiverse episode, but it does give you a way to get into the multiverse, right? Because this is the setting with you know um, demons and devils sort of yeah. fucking around. So the yeah. and like the the demons are an abyssal creature right with like that implies a existence of a wild chaotic mess outside of the kind of structured world yeah and i think in most not all but many dnd settings deities are there they're in your face you know about them they're a known quantity but in forgotten realms boy are they a known quantity you know there's no doubt you may as a uh a commoner not have a great grasp on what's going on but you know that that stuff's out there you know that there are in some at some level there are other planes of existence uh and and forgotten realms does not shy away from that god the existential dread in the forgotten realms like common folk must be like just way more of a burden than i've ever thought about you know but i I think about that a lot, actually. Yeah, now now I'm starting to think. Now I'm starting to be like, oh, maybe this is a cooler setting than I thought because just having that knowledge be common. Think about when you're getting closer to the end of your life and you're just desperate to not die but to escape into another like realm of being or whatever. That's a campaign of just yeah. like old, like old adventurers all trying to Absolutely. escape their mortal uh, lives. Yeah, and that's that's a really fun way to go. I would definitely play in a campaign where you're all just like 80, 90 year old <laughs> adventurers and you're like, we got to do one more thing uh-huh. to get into the, the good realms. <laughs> They're all just like, yeah, I just can't remember where I left the key. <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. Uh, having to roll an intelligence save if you remember all of the words in your spell. <laughs> Yeah, just having a wizard be like, hey, guys, I know that I, I used to be able to make water, but I can't remember how to do it anymore. This is this is great. Why did you say make water? Oh, man. <laughs> the rogue trying to pick locks, but he has arthritis now. That's like the when you fail, it's just like, you know, your fingers, you have hollow bones with your old, so you just break a finger or whatever. So... Um, a couple things I, I'll say, just uh, steer us back to track. Um, w- you know, Daniel spoke very highly of Dragonlance and uh, the series of books. And Forgotten Realms also has a really rich history of books that I didn't read because I, I'm not great about reading fantasy. So I, I am literate. I just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they share a rich history of, of books. Shade, what can you tell us about Forgotten Realms? And do they have. A lot of fucking dragons. Oh, do they have a lot of dragons, Dan? Yes, they have a lot of dragons. Absolutely. Not as many as Dragonlance, but they have a lot of dragons. Uh, con- 
you know, kind of contrary to uh, or the same as Dragonlance in many regards, they also have a kind of a war between the chromatic and the metallic dragons where instead of Paladin, it's Bahamut's. And instead of, tell me her name again in Dragonlance. Oh, Takesis, bro. Thank you. I cannot <laughs> ever remember that name. I'm so sorry. It's Tiamat's. That's a name that I can remember. Uh, you know, it's very much the same thing. And again, if, you, if you've if you already listened to the Dragonlance uh, episode, or if that is yet to come, be on the lookout. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we mentioned Fizbins there, uh, Treasury of Dragons. And that kind of gets into this connection between Paladin and Bahamut and Kismus and uh, Tiamat. Did I say her name right this time? Kismus? Christmas? Takesis! Takesis? <laughs> Sorry. I, I hate that I can't remember that Yeah, name. it's Ketosis, the dragon. <laughs> also the diet. <laughs> oh my god, a keto dragon would be great. So named ketosis. Oh my god, guys, we have to make this. We have a setting on our hands. So just remember, folks, we're not experts <laughs> at anything yeah <laughs> but uh anyway uh there are a lot of dragons of course there's really every fantasy creature you can imagine uh it's in the forgotten realms um and some of the bigger names that you probably know in the Dragonlance episode we were talking about dritzdroard and um that's the r.a salvatore uh, character, the drow. The original Larry Stew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the drow character uh, who went against uh, the drow societal norms and became, know, became a ranger. A, a good uh, and, person. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing that has evolved over the years. Yeah. Um, in older versions of all D&D, but let's, because we're talking about Forgotten Realms, you know, it didn't do such a great job in um, painting everyone as equal. Uh, it has a lot of inherently evil people. And that's something that 5e in general is moving away from. It's something that Ed, Ed Greenwood seems to have been moving away from. And again, I want to really say one thing I really love about Forgotten Realms is Ed continues to put stuff out there yeah. constantly. Like uh, if you go to Sage Advice on Twitter... Um, he posts on that and answers questions about anything about the Forgotten Realms pretty regularly, uh, which is neat. I, I like that that living... Uh, it's still like a living document, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. So if somebody were to um, want to play in Forgotten Realms, uh, can you give us sort of a... Uh, these kinds of campaigns would do super well in this setting, and then and also on the flip side, this is the stuff that you might want to choose another setting for if you are choosing forgotten realms to do x you know well as we said this is the vanilla fantasy at this time uh so if you want to play in forgotten realms boy howdy is it going to be easy because there are a billion books out there right now for fifth edition that are official and also third party that you can play in the forgotten realms right now um it's mostly going to be the sword ghost uh but there is rumors of other stuff outside the sword coast maybe on its way and that's exciting um but uh campaigns that really work well i mean i'll, I'll list off some of the campaigns that already exist uh in uh, published materials we've got uh the water deep campaigns so that's dragon heist and then also uh by extension the uh mad mage uh, adventures modules. There's uh, Tales from the Yawning Portal. Technically, goes 
all over the place but the idea there is that it you know starts maybe at the yawning portal um there are all the stories or all the adventures that come out of um oh my gosh uh edit this part out because I'm trying to remember the name and I've just completely forgotten it. Yes, we're gonna do that because I'm gonna look this up. Now's my chance. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm putting that as the cold open. <laughs> oh my god, why did I forget this place? Candlekeep. There's Candlekeep Mysteries, uh, which is really fantastic. And, you know, 5e does that thing where it's it's agnostic in its campaigns. Yeah, these places may exist in Faerun or Forgotten Realms, but you can put them, plop them right down in your own little homebrew world. You can plop them down in your pre-existing world. Maybe you're playing in Dragonlance, and you decide Candlekeep should be there too. Uh, yeah, cool. They, you could do that in 5e, but these are some things that already exist there. And for uh, pitfalls that people might want to stay away from Forgotten Realms for, is it, I mean, it could be the case that, like, because it is such a broad setting, there really is no pitfall. Yeah, if you're, if you're plundering the old stuff, yeah. some of the pitfalls are going to be problematic, um things around race yeah there's some eugenics stuff yeah. in there <laughs> um so that's that's a pitfall uh but i think if you're keeping with some of the more modern stuff you know the pitfalls are going to be uh, not really based so much on the forgotten realms so much as they are maybe on how the book was written how they laid things out in the book um, I don't really have a lot of pitfalls. Yeah, anything that's realms. been around for like five decades is going to have oh, like for some sure. cloudy moments. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, everyone, every person that's been around for more than a decade is going to have some cloudy <laughs> moments. And again, you know what would, you know, be able to give us greater empathy into that? By playing a group of old fucking adventurers trying to escape their mortality and perhaps their wrongdoings by ascending to a different plane of existence. <laughs> well, thank you, Shade, for giving us a, a run in um, with Forgotten Realms. Uh, everyone, I would say that this is also just in my head, even it's a great place to start a homebrew as well yep. as a place to sort of get a, a basic rule structure going or, a, a you know, basic laws, basic relationships between different, you know, factions and things like that. I mean, you've probably heard um, a little podcast that started its homebrew off in Forgotten Realms called The Adventure Zone. No, no, I don't think I've heard. No, no. Is that not it? I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, everyone, thank you so much for talking to me about Forgotten Realms. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.